0: Welcome to Canthropod, the Cambridge Anthropology podcast. This is episode 18, Circus Stories by Laura Bing. I first started working at Gifford Circus in 2016. And so, when I began my MPhil in social anthropology in 2017, the circus seemed like an obvious field site. Whenever I tell people that I've worked for a circus, they often say, oh no way, you ran away with the circus. But in truth, my circus origin story is far more mundane. I saw the job advertised on Instagram, I sent in my CV, cover letter, was interviewed, was successful, and began the job a couple of months later. Although the theme of my dissertation was notions of family, I was also interested in how my colleagues had found themselves at the circus and whether their stories lived up to the romantic tropes. In discussing how they came to work in the circus world, what often also came across was why they stayed. In this podcast, different members of Gifford Circus, from performers to directors to management, will describe their circus origin story and what has kept them in this world.
1: So, I'm now Gifford, and I'm the director of Gifford Circus. So, I've been involved in a circus since I was 18, and I had a sort of vague interest in circus. In fact, when I was a child, I wanted to be a monkey trainer, because I really loved monkeys, and I wanted to be a monkey trainer in a circus. But it was more to do with the monkeys than the circus, but as it turned out, I ended up in the circus. But, my kind of real interest started when I was 18 and I joined a circus in America called Circus Flora and I just fell in love with the way of life and the travelling and the the, whole, the art form, the sort of peculiar art form of circus. The first day I got to the circus I just was amazed by all the lights and the colours and I was amazed by the kind of transformation, I met a whole lot of people when I arrived at this circus in America which was in near Niagara on the border with Canada. And then I met everyone again in the evening when it was showtime and I just was amazed by the everybody's transformation from sort of normal people in tracksuits to all these colourful faces and it was nighttime and there was an elephant and I just I just found it incredibly powerful and um, transforming and um I just decided then and there that I wanted to be in the circus. The first job that I ever had was, I mean, I was an 18-year-old kind of runaway, so I wouldn't say I was exactly, in a sense, working, because I doubt that I was actually helping anybody, but um, (laughs) I kind of, I was helped to help them with climbing up, the main king poles and putting lights up and things like that and riding elephant, riding the horses a bit, cleaning horses, doing things like that. Um, Gifford started in 2000 and I'd got married in 1998, 99, and worked on a circus in Germany that um, was very big and commercial and kind of gave an insight into how a kind of beautiful commercial circus could run because i have been working on the circuses in the UK which were kind of quite, um, just quite run down and they weren't as interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always nervous and I'm never sure it's going to be a success. I don't think you can ever be sure, you know, something's going to be... I mean, I'm sure in the sense that I can't imagine anything I would rather see or do than give a circus, but at the same time, it's a knife edge all the time of if it's going to work or not i think that historically the be successful circuses have often be stu- been started by outsiders um and i am an outsider to circus I and mean, i'm not from a circus family but no, i i mean there are many times running the show that i wish i had kind of eight brothers who all could all help do the do it but then there'd probably be arguments so i quite like being in in charge of it as well and um it's just me in the terms of the family and my ch- two children but family families do run circus as well i mean it's it is a business where you kind of have to be in eight places at once and so i can see how it works really well if you've got big families running shows so there are lots of people working in the circus who are from circus families and their skills and understanding of circus has passed down through generations.
2: My name is Danny Cesar and I'm training the horses and ponies and dogs for Circus Gifford since seven years now. And I'm from Belgium uh, okay. and I live in Spain <laughs> and work in England. about my first performance, I think I was yeah, 12 years old, yeah? uh, with acrobacy, with my parents, so, uh, and before that I lived in Belgium with my grandparents, and then uh, I was not so good in school, so they sent me to my parents and that's how I did my profession. Acrobatic it's a it's, uh, springboard. It's a, it's a border when somebody jump on it. Uh, boom! You have you are cut catap- in the air, and then you do somersault, and you land on people's shoulders. And uh, yeah, some handstand act perch is a perch. Somebody balancing a bit along a long, tall perch on the shoulder, and then you climb up, and then there you do some like uh, handstands, headstands, one hand. I think you have to be. Uh, not born, maybe born into that, yes. Because you traveling all your life. Uh, some, for some people, it gets difficult after one or two seasons. They are fed up. But uh, for me, I'm like I'm from childhood in the business. So for me, I, I think when I'm too long in a place, I'm already I want to move. It's, uh, it's like when I live in Spain. After five months, I I I, I, I want to. Uh, start moving and uh, especially when March, March, April comes then oh, up, itchy feet, come on let's go. Uh, all the big shows in Germany uh, like Circus Kroner, Onkali, Busch Holland, Sarazani, all those things, all those big shows. And Billy Smart of course in England, who was then famous in the 70s. I think the best season for me was always in England because you are always in nice beautiful parks. And uh, the hard seasons were more like in Spain and Italy, you are on, on dusty grounds and, and the heat. So that was not, uh, not so nice seasons. And many showers of course when you do you there. Like England, yeah, it's more, it's more relaxed. <laughs>
3: Hello, I'm Danny Reyes, I'm the juggler here at Gifford Circus. It's my second year now, and uh, to this year I'm also announcing the show. I come from a, from a circus family, a fourth generation, at least that I know, it might be more. <laughs> my childhood was, uh, was not like the usual circus people childhood, because my parents were working mostly in variety shows and theatres, so I was still going around mostly in Europe but it was more like five months in the same place so whenever i was doing it they were always trying to do it during the summer summertime, to bring us out me and my sister so we would just study for the summer time with my parents and the rest of the time we were just with my grandparents at home in italy it's actually a fun story how I, how i decided to be a juggler because uh, both me and my sister decided when we were about eight years old seven years old actually both of us but my sister decided to do basically what my mom was doing just because she wanted to be like my mom and you know that makes sense well for me like my parents came to me like oh what would you like to do and I was like juggler and like they had no idea why because we didn't have jugglers in the family and it was like Yeah, just like juggling. And I remember when I was like that age, I was just dreaming about me being in the ring and performing, but I had no idea how it worked or anything, I just enjoyed it. As I said, I do many different uh, juggling skills, but of course the first ones are the ones that take the longest, like I started with rings and just to, to manage to master, let's say so, the three rings, it took me like six months like the entire period I've been in that then in Denmark with the circus of course I was like eight years old but I, I just didn't have the juggling thing like some people start no matter how young they are and take like a week and they just do it straight away and other people just takes ages and I was one of those but I kept going and then once you have one like with the rings then doing like three balls was quite natural and then I started doing clubs much later and that took like maybe one week because I already had the basics, so I only had to ter- learn about the spin. In 2000, I believe it was 2015, I didn't have any jobs in the circus industry, and uh, so I just decided to take a moment out of it, and I just decided to find something else and try something natural, just like people in the no- normal world decide to run away with the circus, I decided to run away from the circus. <laughs> and uh, And I just decided to try something else and I, I've been working in a, in a shop selling contracts really exciting for seven months I think seven months yeah in Italy and um, it's been a really really important part of my life because that uh, lead me to understand uh, that I, I actually really love circus and it's what I want to do because like of course when you when you live all your life in this business and you, you just take it for granted so at this that point I was like I didn't know if I was doing it or because I loved it or just because I was already in it. So I decided to to try something else out. And when I went back to circus, I knew that that was me.
1: There are also people in the circus who come to the circus as a as a career choice um, it 's a dream it 's a runaway it 's somewhere to run away to somewhere to run away from and so I guess circus is run by circus people proper a circus and outsiders and I think for me I think a great it's great to have a mix of the two i 'm
4: Cal Crystal and i 'm the director of Gifford Circus. My first experience of circus was actually. I kind of started at the top in a way because I was doing a, a show on the South Bank at the Queen Elizabeth Hall with a clown company that I'd been working with for a while called Spy Monkey, a very good British clown company. Um, and there was a scout from Cirque du Soleil in the audience, and he came backstage after the show and said, "Where's the director? Where's the director?" And I was brought along to meet him and he said, how do you do that? How do you keep an audience laughing for 90 minutes without stopping? We need that. We need that. Come and work with us. And I, I'd i seen Cirque du Soleil and I'd admired them in the early days, but I didn't feel I had anything to offer because they had a very specific brand, which I didn't feel was compatible with what I do. Um, and so I said no initially, but they kind of kept on at me and then I decided, and they said, look, just come over and see our headquarters. We'll fly you over to Canada, and you can see what we do. And so I arrived in Montreal. I went to the circus headquarters, and within two hours, I'd called my agent and said, I'm staying. Uh, because it was amazing what they did there, what, uh, the facilities and the, the training programs and everything. So that was my, that was my first proper circus, was uh, Varakai for Cirque du Soleil. Uh, I mean, a few people have said to me, circus, direct a circus, but what's there to direct? Because people just turn up and do their acts. And normally in circus, I think that's true, but with Giffords, it's different because it's a very, very theatrical circus. Um, And there is a story, usually some sort of a story to be told. Uh, And I... And in fact, what gives the circus its particular personality is all the bits between the acts. It's how you how you do those transitions, that's what gives it its personality. And that's what I come up with. And I also do work with the acts themselves uh, to change them or make them more like the Giffords brand, etc. There's been a few times in my career where I've felt like I was walking very tall. And that's like when we opened up One Man, Two Governors on Broadway, that was an amazing feeling. But you fall in love with every show that you do. And that moment when you fall in love with your show is a very, very significant moment always. And when the audience comes to the opening night and they feel the same about your show as you do, that's what makes me proudest. <laughs>
5: I'm just gonna go straight in?
0: Yeah, go for it. (laughs)
5: are? Or when you dream in your wildest schemes, do you know who you are? And should I wake up in women's makeup, in an alley behind a bar? When I dream in my wildest schemes, do I know who I are? My name is Sam Bailey, and I am, I play bass and banjo in the circus, and I do some announcements. I have worked at Giffords for, this is my third year working at Giffords. I was in my bed in London crying in January 6th. And I had had a vacation from hell with an ex-girlfriend from hell. And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I was very, very, very upset. And I was looking for jobs on the Art Council website. And there was a job that said, Giffords Circus, banjo players wanted. And I, had, I knew I had to have this job. And there was an audition, so I sent my uh, resume in, and then I practiced my audition nonstop every day for two weeks before the audition. And yeah, and then I, I was very well prepared, and then I met James at the audition, and we got along very well, and that's how I got the job, just like that. Working here for me is my dream job but I don't know how other people feel about it so I'd say it's very difficult emotionally and mentally and physically and the amount of shows we do is very tiring but all of that is outweighed by the sense of pride and meaning and self-worth that the circus gives back to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a naked woman on my mirror in my caravan that Laura is laughing at and (laughs) she has a breast out she's unzipping some leather trousers and that's because I have no girlfriend. So she needs to, she's my new girlfriend now. I don't think I will have a girlfriend for a while. Also, because I work in the circus. Mm. And there's not enough stability unless someone comes on the road with you here. Well, because the first year I lived in the bunk. Did you talk to someone else about the bunks? The first year I lived in a wooden bunk that was six feet by eight feet. With one tiny window in it, which at the time I thought was the best thing in the world. There was and there was a sink in it, but I didn't have my own fridge, and I used the communal kitchen for six months. And so now I'm I have this little caravan, and it's a tiny caravan compared to the other caravans. And my bed is so small the way I've done it. It's I'm six feet one, and the bed is six feet long, so my feet maybe it's like 5 feet 11 the bed so my feet are like well off the end and then how wide is it it's like two feet what three feet what this is really just supposed to be some sofa unit and then there's a bathroom here which is extra closet space but I have a fridge which is the most important thing a fridge and a cooker and so now I've been managing to eat a lot more healthily and it's not really decorated like I used to decorate my bunk or my other room because it's not big enough to go crazy, crazy. And also, I wanted to keep a bit of the boring caravan feel. a table, I can do my collage on the table. I can, and I have a sewing machine in here. And hopefully, Manny's going to teach me how to make my own clothes. My caravan is beautiful. I, l- I adore my caravan. But when you've been partying and raging for 48 <laughs> hours straight, do I know who I are?
0: Oh, I love that More man. or less, it's all right. <laughs> That's my favorite.
5: Oh, uh, thanks so much.
6: Hello, uh, my name is Tweety. I'm a clown and currently working with Gifford Circus. As a child, I loved watching Laurel and Hardy and Charlie Chaplin and Norman Wisdom, people like that and um, always felt I had a connection with them Um, and then I got into cartoons which is a similar sort of the slapstick world and I was going to go to art college and study animation and then realised that it was actually really quite boring and it was a bit like having an office job before computer animation so it was just a lot of drawing and um, what always kind of drew me to animation was kind of the character development side of it and um, I realised that I wanted to kind of create a character but I also wanted to be that character and um, it was at that point I kind of had this epiphany um, that I wanted to be a clown um, and it, it, it was kind of a funny moment in that in a way, in a way, when I had that realization, it was like my kind of my whole kind of everything just made sense. It was just kind of like that—that's kind of what I am. It just kind of described my kind of personality naturally. You know what I mean? It just kind of felt like, yeah, I, that is it. His clown is definitely what I should be. Um, and it, it was very difficult to find out anything about clowning then because it was pre-internet. So if you're lucky you found an old clown book you know in a second hand bookshop but that didn't really help. Um so I my first job I got was pantomime because I was, I went to youth theatre as well and I got offered pantomime from that. And when I realized that yes I could make money from doing clowning I was then right I'm going to go for it. So I got a job at Butlin's as a red coat and was saving up to go to full-time in Bristol, which is now Circa Media, um, and I got a place in the clown course, but it went bust. <laughs> so it was like, oh, what am I going to do now? So I, I sent out a questionnaire to um, wh- whoever I could find, whatever clown's addresses I could find or circus addresses. I just sent out this questionnaire just to try and Find out about you know how you become a clown because it was you couldn't Google it and it was just really awkward, um, and I got two replies. One from a clown in Certes Soleil who, had, like, nobody really knew who Certes Soleil was back then either, so it was kind of like oh Canada, that's exciting, and the other one was from Zippo at Zippo Circus, and he said the best way to learn is to join a circus and learn from other clowns, and he actually offered me a job in the letter as well, so you can come and do publicity clowning, you know, handing flyers out in the street and doing school shows, things like that. So I went there, and then in my first week we got stuck in traffic and there was nobody else to do the show, so I went I'll do it, I'll do it, and um, he caught the end of the show and gave me a job in the ring from <laughs> off the back of that, so it was like sort of right place at the right time but then if I'd been rubbish, he wouldn't give me a job. so. <laughs> I've always had this kind of naive sort of optimism as a performer. And I think it's because so often with Clown, when things go wrong, it gets more laughs. Certainly, I've kind of found that with my performance.
4: Thank you, thank you, Laura. <laughs>
6: I wasn't that nervous and I spent a week sort of watching the routines they were doing So I just went in and did what they'd done. And the weirdest thing was performing in the round for the first time and sort of having, you know, the people sort of way behind you and stuff like that. And one of the acts was driving the clown car and that was just kind of, yeah, just really weird to just suddenly be in a circus ring driving round, getting glass driving a car. So. so yeah, that's how it all began.
7: Hi there, my name is Roxana. Uh, I am working uh, in Gifford Circus for eight years now. I came in the wardrobe costume department my first year. Um, then I get involved more because I loved it. First time when I found out about this job, was I had some friend already in here. Well, she find out that they need someone in the wardrobe, so she contacted me because I work in Romania in a um, massive company of um, costumes. So this is how I am, this is how I arrive.
0: Were you nervous about working for a
7: circus? I was very nervous, yes, because I uh, working in a circus, because I never seen a circus, not even seen it. No, talking about work-wise, no. So no, I haven't even seen a circus before I came and work in here. I thought it would be exactly, how it is. Yeah, is is madness, crazy, love. Love in the same time. It's like all in one you have in here.